We Are MMA Love. Love from America. A show all about to love and to cherish MMA till death do us part. I am Matt, the spiritual leader of the MMA fan in Central Europe. With me is your preferred Luke. He collects, he rips, he blasts UFC Panini Prism cards. He is your transatlantic fan. Friend? Oh my God. Just stumbling. This is the <laughs> Battle Bang episode. Luke, why are we doing this today? Fence grabs and floppy arms, man. Oh my God. That's another another floppy arm. How do we deserve this? Yeah. Uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't quite as floppy, but yeah, it was... It was uh, I, I don't know how anyone can 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 hold that and continue fighting. The toughness required is completely beyond my comprehension. This this I'm show talking about Murata in this intro, by the way. Yeah, well, this show will talk about a lot of stuff. I mean, it's it's not even funny no more. So, how we will um, bring this uh, to you in an hour is beyond me. But we have UFC Fight Night 29, Dan Ige versus Chan Sun Jung. I have a short recap of the Ultimate Fighter Season 29, Episode 3. <laughs> I watched Gamebred FC, the bare-knuckle MMA promotion of Jorge Masvidal. Um, we watched PFL 5. Um, I have a Paul Brothers update. I have Anderson Thank Silva you. boxing. And we have a listener request from BJETX uh -huh. on Instagram. He sent me a message. The same. Um, you can do the same. So he supposed a fight that we should watch together and analyze. <laughs> so we will do that. It's called, uh, it, the promotion is called Battle Bang 2. And it was the fight between Rivera versus Espizedo. Um, disclaimer, disclaimer. Do not make the same mistake I made and Google Battle Bang. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. It's, so, uh, well, unless you like porn, then... Go I mean, do it. You can do it, but just know what you're doing. Yeah, don't do it on the don't do it on your work computer. No. So we'll we'll do that. Um, but let's let's go straight into um, UFC Fight Night Ige versus Chan Sun Jung. Oh, by the way, I have a, a a new sound pad. I want to play that right now. He looks okay. a little shaken there. This is some dramatic stuff here on Battle Bank. Before before you go any further, yeah, <laughs> the listener sent you a DM on on Instagram. I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on all your podcast feeds. Like, share, subscribe. Do all the things for us to help us get bigger. MMA Love Podcast. MMA-Love.com. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. the best. It's the last. Get that SEO. Yeah, We're putting, putting Battle Bang right in the title, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, You're going to get a lot of searches. People are going to be very confused. Maybe. But maybe <laughs> they will be pleased. <laughs> Listen. Let's go into okay. let's go into UFC Fight Night 29 Ige versus Chan Sun Jung. They they don't even bother writing his name because he's the Korean zombie. So, um what did you love about oh, the yeah. I I actually love that. I love they just put zombie right in the Chiron. No Chan Sung Jung, no Jung, yeah. just zombie versus Ige for the main event. <laughs> uh, that was great. Um and I liked the fight. I liked that fight, and I liked the Davy Grant fight, and I liked the Chaos Williams fight. I liked the pacing. This whole thing, this whole thing was kind of like, like a little bit of a palate cleanser from the eleven decisions in the longest UFC card ever last week, and I was it was fun. Yeah, we came uh, off. We came off about that. I didn't like. Yeah, we came off about three or four 
events in a row where they just basically were only decisions or, or mostly decisions. And now we just, we got some banging. We got some banging. <laughs> we got some, we got some dudes banging it out. And if, it was, uh, it you, was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. You already mentioned it in the interview. Let's go into, let's very shortly go into Virna Yandiroba blasting the arm of Kanako Murata. How did that Whoa. happen? I think she, I think she really hyperextended the arm as she kind of rolled over to go belly down, and then Murata is too tough for her own good, so she just didn't tap. She didn't tap, and she and then, she went out for another round with a broken yep. arm, basically. Maybe it's just basically dislocated. Just, but. Basically, just kind of just kind of hanging there. She was able to keep it up, so it wasn't just dangling like um, Jamal Hills last week. But um, yeah, she she was out there with no with no left arm. And then uh, did it, it went all the way to the end of the round. So they got to the end of round two, and uh, the doctor called it off, and Murata just starts crying because she wants to keep fighting. I'm just like, oh, my God, and she couldn't even She couldn't even, even put her guard up uh, anymore because the, the arm was broken at the at the elbow, I think, or dislocated, mm-hmm. whatever. But that was a, mm-hmm. a beautiful that performance was... by, by Virna, I think. And it, it was a, an all-around awesome fight. Also, Kanako Murata was, was very nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, an exciting fight on a card of a lot of exciting fights. How about I, Rick, how about Ricky Glenn blasting and banging Joachim Silva? Shit! Holy shit! Uh dude. Um, that was a great way to stay. The 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 start to the card. Both of the first two fights were a lot of fun. Uh, Ricky Glenn getting is it was it first yeah it was it was right in the first round he's back in there and also uh the first fight casey o'neill getting a rear naked choke while laura procopio just decides she's gonna collapse to her knees and go out instead of tapping both of those (laughs) i was just like i was just like wow okay well we're off to the races on this one but then then we got some heavyweights to slow my heart rate down yeah yeah, that was that was a good that was a good time to just relax make some tea relax just just totally put on your loafers put your feet up just this and don't, whole, and don't like watch. besides that heavyweight fight, like I can, I can recommend every fight on this card. Besides that heavyweight fight, yeah, no, don't watch. Is that, that weird? Even, even the co-main event that's the heavyweight fight. I was okay watching that whole thing, even though I'm bummed Olenek didn't get the sub submission. Like I always want him to. I always pick Olenek for a submission, and he can't can't always get it. Almost not, never let's now. Just, but. Don't let's not just jump from fight to fight, my good Luke. Olenek. <laughs> anything, anything else on the undercard, maybe? I mean, look. Um, no, watch it. Uh, <laughs> except for the heavyweights. Yeah, Seriously. Exactly. It was a lot of fun. Like, I, it, I it, think it, so, yeah. It, it, it was a weird week, and it was a weird UFC card last week with all that time and all those decisions. And honestly, like, you just, just watch, watch these action fights. I mean, you have Neku Merianu um decisioning Alexa Kamur and he was fence grabbing like crazy. So oh, I that, okay. I recommend yeah. I recommend you watch this fight too. It was on the undercard as well. Um that is a case of maybe the ref should take three points. <laughs> Listen my, I, in my notes actually it, it, there's a question for my European refing uh referee brethren and and it's is 
is is does your talk I assume when you're going to ref a fight, you talk to the fighters in the locker room beforehand or before the fight, before the cage. It's it's um, an it's an instruction of the coaches, not of the fighters. Okay, so because does, they won't would you listen consider anyway. that? Would you consider? <laughs> <laughs> would you consider your instructions to the coaches a warning to not do things like foul incessantly? Yes. It's and not just a warning. So, how it's... many times are you going to let a guy grab the fence? Maybe just just you personally, I'm saying. I mean, it really depends. But if I see it, I mean, maybe twice. Mm -hmm. Are you going to stop action and take a put? They didn't even stop action. There were a yeah, lot of I different will. fights with a lot of different fence grabs yeah, in this card. It's it's yeah. one it's the one UFC warning. Is... It's one warning, and then it's it's a point straight up because because grabbing the fence while another guy tries to take you down that might give you a huge advantage. So mm -hmm. don't do it. Well. It, the the impact on your career at this level yeah it's, it's you almost want to foul more because this is the most money <laughs> you ever it. made and and this is the uh, well like 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 if you're looking at like the main event like you're looking at the main event or the Davy Grant fight all four of those fighters in those two fights are right. talking about getting a title shot next yeah so like if you're one of them you almost want to just grab the fence. You almost you got to use every advantage you can get. And if you don't think you're going to get a point taken away, why wouldn't you? Right? Nico Mirianu just grabbed the fence blatantly. It was not a good fight. And then we had Kanako Murata against Virna Yandiroba. Is, is is maybe the best fight. Um, the the blasting of of Rick Glenn on, uh, of Joachim Silva was um, was very very great. And also, I want to I want to point out that I really liked the performance of Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill was, awesome. was snappy and and quick and direct and I, I think she she didn't give Procopio much of a chance to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. Very good fight. So that's that's basically the undercard. Now <laughs> let's go to the, let's go to the main card. <laughs> I just Chaos Williams and Matt Semmelsberger was also an action fight. Was good. Watch that. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I, I really, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm big on this UFC card. We started, we started the the main card with a forty year olds, forty year old. <laughs> One of us, twenty four and eighteen record. Matt Brown, he he really might be immortal, unlike a certain guy who is neither Irish nor a dragon. Dude. Yeah. Enough. Enough with the Paul Felder <laughs> hate. Listen, Matt tell, Brown, man. Tell me about that fight. I, it, I don't like. I don't have a. All Diego Lima. All you have. He's twenty. Is he twenty six? Please tell me I'm wrong. I'm. I'm. I'm journalisting that for you while you talk. He's thirty one. He's ten and a half years younger than Matt Brown. Mm hmm. And 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 just and Matt Brown just absolutely smoked him. Yeah, I, in the second round. He had very good and nice forward pressure, supported by by some variable striking from Brown. I th I don't think we have seen him um, vary his striking so much. He he does not bother checking or evading counters 
though. But in in that fight, it didn't impact him as much. I think Lima was impacted by the by the low kicks as well. I think he was already compromised after the first round, showing a bit of a limp going back to his corner. That's what I said because not a ton happened in no. the first round. There was a lot of low kicks, and somebody on the forum I was on gave it to Lima for what? either strikes or damage what? because they saw more damage on Matt Brown's leg. I was like, I don't know, man. No. He was limping when he was going back to the corner. Absolutely. It, it was o- almost only Muay Thai for Brown as well. He, he had some nice takedown defense. Um, he did well in the clinch. A bit of a fence grab there for Brown too. But I mean, you have, of course, you can, uh, of course. why wouldn't you? But Why wouldn't you? Um, and then he the win bonus depends on your ability to cheat and grab the fence. Do it. And then he, he did he did a, a a very nice trick, little trickster there from Matt Brown. He he led with the right body shot. He he threw it um during the fight a lot of times, I think. But then a short overhand right for the KO. I mean, we know that Lima does not have the best chin, I think. Um he gets KO'd sometimes, TKO'd as well, but I mean that was that was a beauty a beauty to watch. Thank you, Matt Brown. That was awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for keeping our, our hopes and dreams alive as as forty year olds. Not bad, not bad for him. Then we had we had um, Wellington Terman against Bruno Silva. Um, look, just telling you one thing here. Okay. <laughs> I think, I really think that um, he was over uh, overconfident in his ground game. Sorry again. Let, let me let me rephrase that. Terman was Wellington Terman. I I think they they touted him as this BJJ black belt phenom, and I think he was overconfident in his guard game because he was he was casually doing the guard game as he was in a in a gi jiu jitsu <laughs> tournament, and then uh-huh. the most casual ground and pound by Bruno Silva, just just banging <laughs> just banging a BJJ guy. Um, it's it, it was casual a, in that. Casual in that he was in guard, but it was not any, in any way casual with the strength he was stro- throwing. Not, not the strength, but but watch that fight again and and watch. I have never seen a guy German, just so German casually wasn't even holding him down. No, yeah, but Bruno Silva yep. was just like, oh, okay, no, I'm I'm striking you now. It's perfect. It's fine. He was not nervous. He wasn't like throwing it, it with bad intent. Nothing like that. Just casual. It's it's the best word I can come Is, up with. Uh, is it is it is it a function of Bruno Silva just knowing he's got dynamite? I mean, able to just maybe, smash but but you can't. You just can't. You can't just lay there in guards and pretend you're doing gi BJJ. The, the strikes will come, and they don't uh, have to be yeah. brutally hard. When you're just not, you're not even moving. You're not moving your head. You're not controlling the. Yeah. The, you're not controlling the hands of the other when, guy. You're just you're just taking it. I mean, when you're picking your face up just a tiny bit to get your head smashed back into the canvas. <laughs> Um, I have to go. It was I, not a good look, nah, no, but it was fun to watch. Thank you, Wellington Terman. Yeah, that's uh. that's a that's a that's a, a funny a funny fight there. Um, we had Siongwu Sting Choi. That dude, that dude Dang. is a problem. Uh, I I believe it now. I he finished it now. Yeah, he finished Julian Erosa, overhand right left hook, and then hammer fisting. Mark Coleman style mm-hmm. finishing it, and that dude was was crisp as well. Movement was perfect. Striking was hard and fast. And I I'm, I missed it. I just barely watched it before we recorded because I had to take the dog out for a walk. And and it's uh I just it, the 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 combo 
was that he threw that combo like five times and got him on the fifth one or yeah. whatever. Uh, it was it was it was fast, man. I couldn't even see it in when it was live. So very good fight too. I have to go back to to one thing again. Casey O'Neill. Now now it came back to my mind. You know, please forgive me for my broken brain. I mean, she had some crazy crucifix to back mount transitions the body triangle controls and i, th- I think procopio stood up and gave her the choke a bit because she couldn't do anything and she got rear naked choked um not tapping because she's a black belt you don't tap when you're a black belt tap or snap jesus didn't tap as well so very very good fight just rewatch that case you need but that was from the on the card sorry had to had to bring that back I'll, I'll rewatch it now. I yep. want to. I want to see a couple yep. of her other fights too. It's. It was. It was crazy good. It's, chain it's wrestling. It's fairly chain... rare when, when, when a when a woman at one twenty five has three finishes in a row. It's, yeah. it's not too too common. So I, I need to watch some of these starchings. That now. was methodical, and she she was even after after she choked out Procopio, um, she wasn't that nice to her when she lay that there unconscious. <laughs> between her legs <laughs> just just uh, have a look at it. it it was it was awesome um then let's go on to your favorite fighter olenik versus spivak olenik is how, how old is he 44 46 40, 50 56 something. he has 46 submissions in his career he has something like 70 mma fights 70 80 MMA fights. I think he does not get enough credit for finishing for finishing fights, but I I have to tell you something. That dude needs a new barber. That, yep, that's true. That hairline, that, is... that that cut, that that shave on the side, that can be done better. That's true. It's ne- it's uh, not beautiful. Very true. What Olenik does, it's never beautiful to watch. It, but it is very effective. He just he just runs into you he he blocks most of the punches and then he tries to take you down and then he has submissions from hell um, he, he they called it very well on the on the broadcast team when the when you jab him he just turns his head forward so you punch him in the top of the head and break yeah, your hand indeed it's it's a fucking and and the other thing was like <clears throat> towards the end of the first round I'm watching Olenek and I'm like, oh, he's already blowing hard. He's going to get tired, but he just keeps going. Yep. He's just he just goes full old man and just starts breathing heavier and just keeps on trying for the game that he needs to implement to win, which is get punched in the head and yeah. then get a hold of you. Spivak actually did a good job in 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 this fight, breaking up the clinches and get out of the Tate and attempts of Olenek, and he, he decisioned him. So yeah, I'm I'm not hating on that fight. I, I think it was okay. Spivak is the one who's 26 fighting the over 40 year old. Indeed. <laughs> so we had crazy. We also had another older guy. I think Davy Grant is also 36 or 37 or something like that, and he was out for a long time versus Marlon Vera at bantamweight. And, and I think the older you get, the less you should fight at a lightweight class like bantamweight. Can't do it. You're, you're yeah. just not fast enough. That in the last thirty seconds of that fight, Davy Grant escapes a, I'd say, an unescapable backmount and a choke with a full body lock triangle, and his face was bloodied the fuck up, and he, he somehow yeah. managed to escape it. I, I, I'm not sure how he did it, but he did it. <laughs> that was a fucking fight too. Yeah, that was good. That was. He looks a little shaken there. This is some dramatic stuff here on Battle Bank. <laughs> Very dramatic. 
<laughs> you gotta fucking do that all episode, aren't Maybe. you? Maybe. <laughs> um, last one. Yeah, last Main one. Main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have... I, I didn't really have a horse in this race. I picked Ige to end it early. It was a, a lot of like... A lot of like, oh, this is going to be an action fight. These guys aren't going to get out of it. And that's what every, that's what we were thinking about that Davy Grant-Marlon Vera fight too. But these guys, your offense, their offense can cancel each other out. And Dan Ige just fought it off and fought off Chan Sung Jung. But uh, Chan Sung Jung got the Korean zombie, got him down in a couple rounds. Yeah. And that was it. He just couldn't get Controlled back up him. out of that. And I kind of think... Like that's where the that's where your main difference was, right? Yeah, I like do. On the feet, they could tag each other, but once Chan Sung Jung got him down, he just wasn't getting back up. I did. I did enjoy seeing the Korean zombie not zombieing his way through a fight. I I was very yeah. surprised that he could, could be so methodical with his game, with grappling, with controlling Ige. Ige couldn't do shit. I mean, let's let's just state it like that. And the, I, I love the possibilities that opened for, for the Korean zombie now. He, he got his, his black belt ringside after out-grappling Ige. Um, sure, let's, let's, let's go into... Let's watch if, if we have something for the Korean zombie. Do you know where he's ranked? Mm, I can tell you real quick. He's ranked number nine in my rankings. Ige was seven. Uh, he's actually ranked four... On the UFC website, I assume that's because he's in a main event fight. They like to move yeah. him up, move yeah. him down, move him the around. The ranking MMA.com rankings have Volkanovski first, then Holloway second, Patricio Freire third, Ortega four, AJ McKee five, Cater six, Ige seven, and then it's Edson Barbosa eight, and then it's Jenson Jung, and then it's 10 Arnold Allen. Mm. I'd like to see Jenson Jung against Arnold Allen. Yeah, Silence. I would too. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. Arnold Allen is seven, way down at seven on the UFC's official rankings. So, is he is he also coming off a win? Do you know? Let me journalist. I'm I'm pretty sure he had a very good fight last time. Mm. He doesn't fight that much. He has a, a very um, interesting Instagram account where he just basically is eating um, the the worst food possibly. A decision, Sadiq Youssef. Yeah, but it and was before that. In 2020, he... Uh, He's a decision machine. Lens. He is. He decision Melendez, Burnell... You want to see... So you want to see them kind of... You want to see them wrestle it out? See who... Uh, yeah. See who comes out of that, that with the win? Okay. Okay. But that UFC card was fun. It had TKOs. It had KOs. It had nice grappling. It had... Mm-hmm. It had it all, I say. I recommend it. Let's move on. Do you want me to give you my brief recap of The Ultimate Fighter? Yes, please. Let's start with a question. The episode was titled, Bring in the Rhino. (laughs) Why? Is one of the fighters named uh, the Rhino? Ryder. (laughs) Ryder, the guy who fought. Ryder Rhino? Yeah, he was was nicknamed by some drunk fox. When he went went to a party and told them that his name is Ryder, and the guy just said, "What? Your name is Rhino? Oh boy!" And then he was basically telling the whole house there that he that, that there is a dude named Rhino there. There you go. Were they all Were they all drunk on the show? Is that what you? No, mean? no, no. Or... Before in a, in an in an earlier life of of Ryder. I see. 
Got it. Got it. Uh, okay. we, we didn't learn anything interesting about the two contestants. We saw Tiki Goshen um, coaching, advising, mentoring, talking. And still, he has a beard. Okay. I do not. I do not understand. But Tiki Goshen came to fame as like the best best friend forever, the the BFF of Rampage Jackson. Okay. We have. <laughs> okay. We had a tough okay. flashback. That was actually a brilliant flashback. Season 17, Uriah Hall touted as the next yeah. Anderson Silva murder KO'd Adam Seller. Yeah, dude. Spinning back kick to the face. And then and then he like got went into the bathroom and like started talking to Adam while he was in the shower. Did they show that part? <laughs> no, but they should. I remember that part. That was that was awkward. Fight. The fight was <laughs> was entertaining. You had you had a rider Rhino Rider against Trashawn. Um Trashawn had this with with superior and hard striking. Trashawn also has some power, hard kicking and punching. Um he controlled the fight um, along the black lines of the of the octagon, but he chased Ryder around like a clock, basically. Long story short, the fight was entertaining. The show was not. So, let's say you get just just demol you just get detonated by a spinning wheel kick, mm -hmm. and you're in the shower, you're naked, you're questioning your life, mm -hmm. you're wondering what happened, you don't remember anything. You're thinking, maybe I should go back to that job my dad offered me at the company he owns. <laughs> and then the dude that's spinning wheel kicks you comes in and starts apologizing to you while you're in the shower naked. Yeah, on you're a right scale all... of 1 to 10, on a scale of 1 to 10, how awkward is that? I mean, <laughs> look, Uriah Hall seems like a very nice guy. He was also... He was Fucking also... tough, man. <laughs> he was also very nice to Chris Weidman when he... Um, limp legged him. Um, the next he, do, he does seem like a very nice guy. I give him shit. Next yes. next fight is is Dustin Lampros against Murdoch. Lampros, Are you going to continue watching? Of course, Lampros okay, did I, some psycho routine. He he put on a white golf glove, and he said <laughs> he was talking about teeing off on motherfuckers. So there was that teeing off. You get it? I get it. <laughs> And to awesome. <clears throat> to finish, I'm quoting Dana White here. Not not making this up. That that was in the the Ultimate Fighter. Okay. Both of these guys love to bang. There you go. That was the Ultimate Fighter. Until next time. We gotta let these guys bang it out. Yes. <laughs> should I should I tell you about the uh the, the crossover of UAE Warriors Please and do. UFC? You watched UAE Warriors. I watched UAE Warriors twenty. Mm -hmm. And the UAE Warriors are one way or another getting some some relatively big names for what you would consider what I used to think was a small promotion in the Middle East. Uh, Ray Borg uh, at the top of the card, and that was not the most exciting thing. The most exciting thing was Andre Fialho uh, way down on what you could almost consider the prelims, um, just absolutely smoking a dude. But um, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of action on the card, and what, what caught my eye was... Well, okay, so first thing we got to talk about is Grabaka Hitman on Twitter. Give them a follow. They will post or link to posts with live streams of events like this, and that's what I saw. Grabbed a link, opened up a window, and we had a very high-quality stream from UAE Warriors 
uh, Saturday morning, I think, for me. I will link. I will link uh, Grabaka Hitman's Twitter account in the show notes because that is a must follow. Now, please link it. The best, one of the best parts. Somehow, in the last eighteen months, UAE Warriors has gone from small promotion in a dark room with a shitty video stream to promotion levels rivaling Bellator, uh, production levels rivaling Bellator. Fights um, too, I'd say. Fights, fights easily rivaling, rivaling uh, Bellator. With with walkouts like like the audio on the walkout, they just cut to the fighters. They just pipe the fighters' walkout music through the audio and don't talk at all. It's fantastic. Perfect. So you're just like you're just getting like walkout music, like who's whoever's like traditional homeland music, or you're getting like Andre Fialho walked out to some sort of like. Portuguese opera. I have no. It's not like Portuguese Whitney Houston kind of song. It was great. Oh God. It was. It was, dude. It was so good to see him walk out to, and also like even like the butt, like some butt rock, like Metallica walkout was just fantastic because there was no talking over it, no tail of tape, no nothing. The announcers are speaking Arab. The commentating booth is speaking Arabic only, so I don't understand anything, but I get to laugh when they talk about Ariel Hawani, and then. Uh, uh, they had all these action fights. So the reason I wanted to talk back is like way back on UAE Warriors 13, we had Fabio Maldonado versus Chi Lewis Perry at the top of the card. But down at the bottom, we had uh, uh, Casey O'Neill mm-hmm. getting her fifth getting her fifth win. And a little above that, we had everyone's favorite newest fighter, Manon Firo getting her fourth win the best so these these guys are getting good fighters early and we can watch them on their cards but they're also like putting together a lot of action fights perfect so highly recommend highly recommend UAE watching warriors. uae warriors I, I didn't watch uae warriors 20 but i watched others so very good very very good highly recommend every organization that brings out a fighter like mano fioro is the best yeah um, yeah. Do you want to? Uh, we we need to um, speed up a bit, but let's go into PFL five. PFL five. Just there's just one fight we need to talk about, I think. Um, and it's it's Rory McDonald against Glayson Tebow. Some 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 old some old guys, some old UFC guys, some veterans, some old UFC guys. Some what? old UFC light, lightweights fighting at 170. Clayson Tebow. Clayson Tebow got the decision against Rory McDonald. Split. What, what do you think? Absurdity. It, it's it's beyond. I, 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 I can't even. <laughs> uh, uh, my my response to that and and some other decision I already forgot which one this weekend was like if you if you're a fighter and your game plan is to out volume someone to a decision you almost can't even rely on that to control someone for the entire fight you can't even rely on that like some way somehow you have to get some skill good enough to finish fights because the 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 eventually eventually the judges will fuck you out of your win bonus and that's what happened to Rory McDonald as well as i is he is he out of the playoffs because of that no, I don't think I don't think so. I can I can go into the rankings after we talk about the fight. I have the the PFL MMA season twenty twenty one season standings. My good friend, he's not out of it. But yeah, that's McDonald. I, I should say uh, 
this is this fight helped me determine who would make it into my fight circus for mummy guard championship open weight gp mm-hmm. and rory is in it yes he is in it R- rory rory absolutely just jabbing his fingers out there whenever t-bow tries tried uh whenever Gleason tried to close distance because Gleason's much shorter and has to kind of rush in to get at him. Some people shorter. say that's how he, he that that's how Rory McDonald beat Tyron Woodley <laughs> with, with a perfect I mean, mummy guard people, game. Some people are saying it. It could be true. I have I don't remember, but some people are saying it. McDonald McDonald said in the after uh, after fight interview that he was he's very disappointed and that fight should that decision should, should be looked into and I do agree. I'm not I'm not always agreeing with fighters just not being happy with a decision but this is a pure robbery. Goes on a list. Robbery of the year. Rory, Leon, John Jones, DC. I would like to get four other fighters into the Mummy Guard Grand Prix. <laughs> uh, in Fight Circus Four, so if we, if Leon we Edwards list, wins hands down. Uh, it's tough though, because John Jones has a lot of reach True. on him. True, I don't know. <laughs> True. Eye pokes only. Fight Circus Four, Mummy Guard, eye pokes only. Um, we have, we have. But Gleason Tebow is a fire hydrant, and you can't eye poke a fire hydrant. It doesn't have any eyes, so he just kept coming Correct. forward. Um, the top four fighters in each of these. Um, of these weight classes, they qualify for the playoffs. And at the moment, you have Joao Seferino, Rory McDonald, Ray Cooper III, and Magomed Magomed Keridov, um, all Magomed squared, all one to four. But um, Magomed Keridov only has one fight so far, so he he can overtake Rory. Rory has six points at the moment. Joao Seferino has eight. Is a uh... Is is Magomed Squared fighting Anthony Pettis? No. Is oh. that what's happening? No. He's, like, doesn't Pettis have a fight on the next PFL because Pettis was out, so they pushed his fight back. He got hurt or something. Pettis, Pettis is 0-1 and one with 0 points, ranked 9 yeah, at he, the moment. <laughs> oh, he's in the lightweight. Okay. Yeah. He's not doing it at 170. No, he's, the, right, he's doing right, it right, lightweight, right. and he has, he has one. He has Ahmed Aliyev, Aubin Mercier, um, but I, 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 Clay Collard is two and zero with six points. Yeah, Clay Clay Collard uh, stopped Pettis or just decision. Yeah, I think he stopped him, yeah. and then Pettis has to fight Roush Manfio uh, in I think next week. Yeah, next week. I watch PFL mostly because of Kayla Harrison, and uh, she will fight next week. I think. Yeah, they have to finish off the regular season. Harrison so Harrison versus that. Cindy Dandois at mm-hmm. uh, Friday, June the twenty fifth. So watch out for that one. Enough of enough PFL talk. Oh, maybe PFL will. That is that's actually a good segue to something we we will talk about later. So keep that segue in mind. PFL will release <laughs> collecting collectible cards. Yes. In yes. the future of all of their fighters, and yes, I need a Julia Pajich card. What the you, woman who fought the bouncer in Germany? What I they need did? It. What they did? They released a, a electronic collectible card of, of Clarissa Shields. Did. Of course. And some people we know, friend of the show, Steve, he bought one. He bought one, and he got a gold one. 
He got a gold one. It's incredible. Do you think they'll ever send him a real card, though? Because right now it's just a card that's online. It's like an image. I, I really, really hope they do. I do too. But I if they, they don't, do it's also funny. <laughs> it, if they don't, it's funny. But if they do, it's awesome. Yeah, that, that, that is way. correct. Um, let's go into Gamebred FC. Gamebred FC is the bare knuckle Whoa. MMA promotion that Jorge Masvidal um, founded, pays for with his money of recuerdo. George Masvidal's 20 Ways to Lose Money Fast. Um, the, look, let, let's just go into two fights there because they're, they ha, they, he, had, he brought some star power for a... Yeah, let's, let's call it star power for a new promotion. They fight in sure. a round cage, which I like. Uh, we had the first fight I want to go into is Brock Weaver versus Cliff Wright. Um, Brock Weaver of the... Um, how do you call it? Dana White, Tuesday Night Contender, Dancing with the Dana Stars. Yes, Dancing with the Stars, yeah. Of, of that fame. Uh, didn't have a very successful UFC run, but now it, he has a new haircut, which always helps. Um, yeah, that's true. He finished... He has, an, uh, he has an opponent that took a fight on 72 hours notice. Correct. Also always helps. I mean, he, he finished Cliff with some sort of a half Nelson hold, then ground and pounded him, taking full back mount, flattening him. Uh, ref needed to step in. I did enjoy that fight more than I thought. Brock Weaver could have made more money in Gamebird FC too, but he chose to beg Dana White to bring him back to the UFC, which I did not get. But he's yeah, he he's been smashing people in Icon as well, and I think there's a some sort of some sort of kissing cousins relationship with Icon fighting Maybe. championship. And Brock was in there, uh, someone involved in both, uh, helping helping Gamebred MMA get off the ground. Um, then in the in the, yeah, in the main I, event we had we had a Pride oh, Pride Legend, oh my God, Crazy Horse now wants to be called Felony. Charles Bennett against yeah. Jason Knight of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship fame. Um, look, Bennett clipped Knight just just moving Bennett, in. He clipped him straight Bennett away. Absolutely fucking smashed him right in the face. Nose right of, off the bat. Nose of Knight was clearly compromised after one shot. Beautiful mm -hmm. takedown by Bennett actually, who just shows glimpses of of like some awesome MMA game. Uh, he. he Knight got up immediately after no sorry Bennett got up immediately after he was getting him down <laughs> then somehow Knight stumbled over Bennett straight into a back mount body triangled and, and Rinek choked him um, yeah it was more fun than it should have been I, my note was that Jason Knight may be the toughest dude on planet earth tonight probably because that that his face was fucked <laughs> so for about six dollars you can watch gamebred fc on the bare knuckle fighting championships channel which is pay, pay 50 bucks for a whole year of bare knuckle goodness and then you can watch page and sand bare knuckle knuckle it up with rachel ostovich next in july i think uh, yeah that'll be in july and next week is going to be uh uh the the heavyweight uh, championship and a couple other belts as well. Beltron will defend against a dude I think named Good John, but I may have that wrong. And uh, there'll be like three or four other belts on the line as well. We'll so, keep you. We'll keep you posted with that one. But that that is, yeah, that was. Are more, the fights good? Yeah. Mm, but are mean, they entertaining? 
Hell yeah. Yes, absolutely. One thing to add about about BKFC MMA game bread, how to lose money in 20 days. Um, the Egyptian wrestler dude whose story was somewhat compelling, I'm curious what the truth is, uh, basically calling out his Olympic committee in Egypt, saying it's corrupt, and then and then walking out on it and bouncing into MMA, and now has a couple finishes over people with losing records. Um, I'll watch it. Yeah. Look, I don't know if he's actually good, but I'll watch it. Let's move on to the most difficult part in our show today. We got a listener question. I teased that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BJETX on on Instagram wanted us to review me. Battle Bang 2. So we did. I, I linked me. a fight in the show notes. So if you have not seen it, just just um, pause this, this podcast and, and follow along. And then look, I mean... <laughs> notice, notice how many views the YouTube video has and how you're about to double them with this podcast. We're um, not, we're not um, trying to find out how our listener found this, but he did. And he followed the rules, as, as could you. If you want Luke and myself breaking down fights, they have to have two willing participants and a rule set. And that's what um, Battlebang 2 did. had. And it was they did. It was we dramatic. May, I may ask for an amendment to the rules after we talk about this, Please. but we'll see. It, it was very dramatic like this. He looks a little shaken there. This is some dramatic stuff here on Battlebang. Listen. There was rules, and yeah. the first round is the grappling round. Yeah, they, it's, it's. I believe a, that's where your sound clip comes from because it was very dramatic. Look, it is a year two thousand and ten or so when Bully Beatdown on MTV was airing. It, it was a feeling like this. M- might be from that that um, it, period of it's time. It's tough to say because because you could you could do something like this in a storage unit in Central California, and I I, I would think it's twenty twenty one. Like that's kind of what I thought looking looking at it. I just at got first, these. I was like, oh, it's it's like uh, it's like they just decided to put a cage in a storage unit and have a couple <laughs> dorks smash each other. I just had the, the bully beat down feeling, and it we had a mixed rule set fight, so unfortunately it fit our criteria. The first round was grappling; you got you get points for takedowns and for submissions, and the second round was striking. And maybe. Maybe for sub attempts too. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, point points. You just basically get points in the second round. You get points for striking, but he has no elbows and knees. They fight in full gear in the second round in chin guards, head guards. I think even 16 ounce gloves. So a bit mm-hmm. more of a sparring thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they had at Big Five Sporting Goods. No, just no that. audience besides some porn stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's that's not uncommon. I mean, we have Cam Soda, uh, so not nothing shocking there. <laughs> the ref started the first round with "Let's bang," which uh, I might steal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dude called Espicedo against Rivera. They had a huge weight difference. At least that's what what was shown in the tail of the tape. Yeah, it was like twenty pounds, right? So, but it was like it was like middleweight to. Middleweight to uh, welterweight, though yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a twenty one twenty five versus. So basically, basically, the first round was a tap fest. I mean that uh, Rivera dude. just was running into Espicedo, and that dude guillotined him immediately, like two or three well, you times. Get, 
he I you get points for takedown so he must have wanted a takedown but he but he kept just kept putting his head in the wrong spot and and I will say this going into this blind and not knowing what it was the commentator was not terrible not oh. as bad as you would expect once you find out what it is I mean so it he goes in and he keeps and the commentator's like yeah he keeps putting his head there and he's going to keep getting keep getting choked but then but then he got choked. Standing, gu- standing guillotine, and he didn't tap. Oh. And he went this out. This dude got dropped like Lyoto Machida got dropped by John Jones. So Crumpled the dude got choked, choked the fuck out. And then choked the you think, out. okay, that fight is done. But no, <laughs> it's battle bang. <laughs> so yeah. they stand them up, and they continue the, the round. Yeah. And, and yeah. look, I mean... Rivera got up. Can and... we stop for one second too? Yeah. The guy who dro- the guy who does the dropping, the guy who does the choking, mm-hmm. he immediately realizes what happened and kneels next to the guy and is like holding him and calling for a medic. This dude showed more emotion yeah. and humanity than John Jones showed. So after he got choked out, Rivera, that is, he went up, stood up, and then choked Espicedo. Like immediately. <laughs> So both dudes got choked a lot. Espicedo wins the first round, nine points to five. I don't know exactly how they tally that up, but it doesn't matter. But Rivera got uh, choked the fuck out. Then, uh, then it's the break. We see some boobs. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed mm-hmm. this that. Is, this 12, is when I started. This is when I started thinking I knew what was going on. When when we first when I first opened it, I was like, oh, these guys are going to get naked by the end of this. Yeah. So we. <laughs> That's so. what I was thinking at first, and then and then we start seeing some boobs, and I'm like, hmm, I think I know what's how, happening here. How will this continue? But it it was. He looks a little shaken there. This is some dramatic stuff here on <laughs> Battle Bang. <laughs> dramatic stuff on Battle Bang. Round two, both of the, look. That was maybe the worst round of sparring kickboxing I have ever seen. Espicedo never, never kickboxed in his life. Like never. Okay, listen. Never. Strikes get you. Strikes thrown get you points. It doesn't say you have to land the strikes. Yeah, but I don't I mean, think. Now it's important too. Like if you're the ref in this situation, the ref is the one holding his hand up. I think he's the one calling the points. Pal, it's, so, it's worse than anything I've ever seen. Rivera was, was there like the, an Irish caricature of, of, of the leprechaun with, with his, with his fists up and just why swinging wildly. I, I have seen fights on a May, Mayfair. Is that right? Mayfair or fairgrounds or something like that. Yeah. Fairgrounds. Sure. And I have seen bet, way better fights there. I, I did enjoy I did enjoy a ball kick. That was that was of course someone would would be, would be kicked in the balls and it it here we go. <laughs> it happened. Yes. Um. Yeah. Rivera wins in the end after getting choked unconscious in the first. Amazing. What Luke answer me this? What does what one does he win, win when he wins at Battle Bang? I uh, I did think this was going to become some sort of a. Uh some sort of porn by the end of it. And it was, he wins a porn scene with the porn star outside of the cage. I mean, I was just thinking that he won a kiss from the ring girl. No, (laughs) no, but I, I mean, I honestly, I did. I, I, I was like, this is, uh, this is going to end up with some dudes banging it out. So I say, I'd say the first round of the grappling 
if the if the if Rivera wasn't that dumb at just doing the same thing over and over again, it, I, I, it was actually not a bad bad round of grappling. But yeah, the kickboxing was was the worst. I'm gonna. I'm going to call this a win for humanity and say that I loved it. I didn't at first, but after he choked the dude unconscious and then showed the humanity of checking on him and calling for a medic, I'm going to call this a win. Um, um yeah. It's I'm happy so about let's it. let's say I don't ever I don't ever want to watch it again though. Let's say thanks to BJETX who sent us this <laughs> thing on Instagram, same you can do if you want to, if you're so inclined. Um, we'll break it down like this. Let's move on. Are we, about... going, are we going to amend the rules with a no porn rule? It's all very tangential. We were talking before the show, like I mean, the, the, the thinking I, about I it. I feel like it's only a matter of time before someone says we have to watch some kind of like actual porn. That's a fight. That's also a porn. Might do that, but I, I, don't, I, don't I might not. It. I might not discuss it here. But I, I did enjoy it more than, than I thought. Battle Bang is an awesome name for an event, so why not? Um, let's, let's bang. Let's bang. <laughs> uh, just move on. We have some gossip to go to. Oh. Um, this gossip this week, um, it, yeah, it... I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I'm making this a React section. Anderson Silva wins his long-awaited return to boxing against Julio Cesar Chavez, or Chavez mm -hmm. Jr. in boxing. Like, proper boxing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actual boxing with judges, right? And my highlight of this boxing bout was Anderson Silva doing his iconic taunt <laughs> in, the, in the ring. Like... Uh. Like in the corner, yeah. In the corner, just just telling the guy to come over here and and throw down. So I was getting ecstatic about this one. Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, I saw the gif. I did. I so did we talk about this thing last week? Because I didn't even know it was nope. happening. I, don't yeah, think, I think I don't think we talked about maybe it. Maybe not. But UFC fighters boxing, ex UFC fighters boxing is a thing now, so we'll we'll have it shortly in, in our gossip segments. But I, I really enjoyed Anderson Silva winning against Julio Cesar Chavez. I'm I'm not I don't know enough about boxing to to know what the actual state of Julio Cesar Chavez is. And I'm, I'm not sure how washed he is, how much drugs he takes, no idea whatsoever, but I think it's a good win for Anderson Silva. I think it's great. I think it's it's great, and Anderson can keep taunting people so, in some other sport. It's fantastic. We'll, we'll we'll segue straight into the Paul Brothers update because it fits. Oh, great! Yeah, Jake Paul chimed in, congratulated Anderson Silva, and he wants him on the undercard of him versus Tyron Woodley, and he wants him to box Roy Jones Jr. That is the the opponent. Um, Anderson Silva talked for years. He wanted to box. Your I reaction? Like you like it? I, I like love it. it. I love put it. Him, put him on the put him on the car. Almost you almost want to have him just co-main event it, right? Yes. So it's co-main event. Anderson Silva, Roy Jones Jr. Absolutely. Tyron Woodley versus Jake on the on the main event. It's going to be on Showtime anyway, so it's going to have real production and real judges. Maybe it'll be outside in Miami again, so it can get rained on. Who fucking knows? But like, so, uh, yeah. I, do it. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Like, I don't really care that much about boxing. 
I feel like if you did that, it would be big enough for me to watch it in real time. I definitely didn't care that Anderson Silva was doing this. I just watched the GIFs. So, uh, so I, I think it's a great idea. Do it. React to this then. Okay. Logan Paul. The worst the, Paul brother. Well, worse at boxing. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> he has a quote for you, Luke. Okay. You, I'm quoting here. You can't tell me I can't beat Mike Tyson. He is old, old. Oh, freak fights. Co-promote this with Fight Circus. <laughs> Fight Circus doesn't have the money to do this, but... No, will, they, they can't put Tyson on, but but dude. Will this happen? What if we just did Logan Logan versus Bob Sapo? I, call I it, don't think it'll happen. I think most of the time when these guys talk, they're just talking, right? Like they're like the whole point the whole point of their lives is to generate content. Not unlike my own, but at a hit they're doing it at a much higher level, right? So like they, when they talk, it's mostly to get the clicks. It's like a it's like a verbal clickbait. So they'll they'll have that going. I don't think that ever happens in any kind of exhibition or official capacity. I fear it's going to happen. But Mike Mike is huge though. Mm, he's actually very small though. Wait, he is? Really? Yeah. I thought he was a I thought he was a big guy. Yeah, he is a big guy, but he's not tall. Let's let's say like let me let me journalist it if if I'm if I'm <laughs> Well, he let's is, put it yeah, this he's way. small. Logan he's small. Looks, Logan's Mike Tyson. Kid, Mike Tyson is, is one meter seventy eight centimeters. I don't know what a meter is. One hundred. But, uh, but I. Yeah, I'll. I'll what, try. How many pounds? How many pounds? My pounds. Okay. Pound. You don't know. He's okay, one hundred. He's one hundred kilos. That is the correct okay. thing. Okay. To, to inches. So what? What is, what is this even? It's. Oh my Our God. listeners are all turning this off right now while we do this. It's 220 pounds. He is 5 feet 9 inches or 5 feet 10 inches. Okay, so he's short and strong as fuck because he's an old man. True. Is that what we're getting at? Yes. So he's going to tune Logan up. Logan Paul is 1 meter 88. That is 6 foot 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, his weight might be around, I don't know, 90 kilos or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like 180. The I'm internet erupted. <laughs> but okay. it, but I, I have more. Know. I must have missed it. I have more. <laughs> it's not okay. over for you. React to this. <laughs> Vitor Belfort opens as a slight betting favorite over Oscar de la Hoya. I don't know who Oscar De La Hoya is. Oh is my that God. the guy that did the thriller commentary? Yeah, he's a legend uh, in boxing. But like but a true legend. Is, like everybody online talks about a drug problem. Yes. Okay. That is the same uh, as I, Vitor has a drug problem too. Maybe a bit maybe a bit another yeah, one. But. It's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a little bit more effective of a drug problem, wouldn't maybe. you say? Um okay. So do they do they do USADA in boxing? They don't, right? No, I mean, like anybody? No. So we can basically just do all this stuff and it's all content and it's all good for me because it's stuff that I enjoy watching anyway. Luke, we're not, we're not done. <laughs> There's more? Yes. We have Rashad Evans coming out of retirement 
and he wants to box. Guess who he wants to box? Uh, da, da, da. I couldn't even. I couldn't even guess. George Foreman, Logan Paul, or Roy Jones. So, I have a question about the whole deal. Please. When did Anderson Silva get released from his contract? Uh, I think a long time because ago. Because I didn't know that happened. Yeah, you I did. thought it was like a. I thought it was like a George St. Pierre thing where, well, we're going to, we're going to, I retire. Well, okay. We're going to keep offering you fights. Keep your contract. You know what I mean? No, no. I think, I think he even begged the, the UFC to release him. And after, after he got starched in his last, I mean, he has one, two, he got stopped three, four, by your riot. No, he gets, did he get stopped by Izzy? That was his last fight. He is one and nine in his last 10 and he got stopped by Uriah Hall I know which that one is too. Against Nick Diaz. Cannoneer against Adesanya. He won against Brunson in two, 2017. He lost against Cormier. He lost against Bisping. And of course, he lost against Weidman twice. Uh, it all goes out the memory hole. I can't it's good. any of it. I can, I can assure you it's good that it goes out of your memory hole. <laughs> but, dude, dude, we're almost done with the show. It's, it's bonkers what, what happened. Um, I have something for you to react to. Oh my God. I'm I'm ready. I'm born ready. All right. Yes. In my eBay uh, checkout right now mm -hmm. is a Misha Tate relic card from 2018. Mm -hmm. I got it for five bucks. React to that. How excited are you for me to have a Misha Tate fight worn relic? Congratulations! I guess to, to, just to just to tell the listeners, um, out of um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it happened. It is basically out of our control, but we got into the trading card, sports card, memorabilia card game. Can you can we call it like that? And we we're buying UFC collecting cards at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trading cards. We're buying yeah. them from from eBay. Yep. And from eBay from from StockX from the hobby store. And then we open them live for our good friends. From our local dealer man, yeah, we, <laughs> we 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 fire up the webcam, we go live on on Discord, we open them for our friends live. They can watch and talk about the fighters. Maybe we'll incorporate a pack opening into this podcast. If you if you're interested in doing this, there is I, I have a, a, a so called blaster box in front of me, and it has six packs with four cards each, and they have different gradings and f colors and some of them might have a an autograph on it or a fight worn relic like some um short snippet or a even a, a fight mat i think that's what i what i'm getting from misha i think i'm getting a fight worn relic and americans just for us europeans because it's not that big here it's it's big here with panini um sticker sets if you're older mm -hmm. Um, you remember sticker sets from the 80s and 90s, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or some f uh, soccer uh, collecting. Uh, it, it, ha it still happens today, but um, in America it's, it's huge and some of, uh, some of the guys selling these things are getting rich. So we try, They're not. We None try of them to are getting rich. <laughs> well, we will. Rich. We'll pull I a... assure you... There is no money in this whatsoever. We, we will it pull, is fun we, as hell. We will pull a Conor McGregor autograph one out of one in the world and we'll get rich as fuck might just keep it 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, don't do that. Just sell it to some. Dog. No, I won't. I'll sell it. Yeah. I'll so it on auction. that is that is a lot of fun. I might post some of the pictures as an Instagram story, uh, or if you guys want to see, just let me know. Yeah, I've been posting. So I, I've been posting here and there on my on my Instagram because I only started buying these things last week, and I posted a card from 2010. I got a couple packs of 2010 Topps UFC cards. I link. I, I link your. Manny I link your Gamburian card. Oh, oh yes. I got a Manny Gamburian card, and I tagged him in the Instagram story, and he he uh, did the Instagram uh, uh, reshare whatever it is thing. I don't know how to use social media. I just it made my it made my week. Man. It it was Monday. awesome of of Manny Gamburian to just to react to this. I hope you'll get some reactions out of the other cards you you acquired. Just just rattle some of them down. I got I paid a a I I bought a Devin Clark autograph card <laughs> by buying a sealed box. But you didn't of, know of striking that striking signatures. You didn't know so that it could have been anything, but it got it it was a Devin Clark autograph card which makes me immediately excited for Devin Clark's fight with on Kutalaba later in uh, I think September is when they're going to fight now. So I was like, oh that's great. Okay. It's well, basically now the I know, best. Now I have a reason. Awesome. It's basically the best and the worst card you could ever get for that that amount of money. And and now you get some Misha Tate fight ward memorabilia. I will. I have a bunch of uh, the same seller is selling a bunch of uh, cyborg cards as well, so I put a bunch of bids in on cyborg mm-hmm. cards. I would love to have some Chris Cyborg cards. Um, I bet I bet on a a a very old K one on the hook card, which I might get. So I'm I'm excited about that one. I have a bunch of stuff coming in the mail. It's all <laughs> really exciting, and I it's almost the the one that I care the most about is so exciting. I'm not even going to share it this oh. week. Once it gets here, it's going to take a couple weeks to get here because it's from overseas. But once it gets here, I'm going to talk. Don't about it. share it, it because Instagram. people will just. Um, put, jump on the bandwagon and outbid you. No, no, it's it's bought, it's bought. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's mine, but it needs to be shipped, and I, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to jinx it because the mail is the mail. Sometimes you order things from Fight Apparel, and it takes months for them to arrive. Yeah, because thanks Fight thanks, Apparel for nothing. Thanks, thanks Swiss Post. Fight Apparel is great. No, they did fine. Perfect. They, thank they you, thank you Dominic. It. Swiss Post bounced it around Switzerland for a couple weeks before they sent it to Yeah, America, Swiss Post though. is the worst. <laughs> Very good note to end a show about MMA talking about collecting cards for a lot of money and um, talking about the Swiss Post failing. Uh, I enjoyed, again, I enjoyed talking to you, Luke, and we'll do this next week. Uh, we'll have... Uh, uh, I'm not even sure how many events will be next week. All of them, and we will talk about all of them uh, what what we have, and I know is Fight Night Gun versus Volkov, which I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. for. Yep, we've got a PFL, we've got a BKFC. Oh, BKFC. Someday, somehow, there will be a Fight Circus Three. It got postponed again, we hope but so. I will watch it when it happens. Thanks to all of you listening. Uh, if you have questions, if you want us to talk about a specific subject or break down fights, as we did with Battle Bang Two. Uh, just send them in on our Instagram or Facebook channels, MMA Love Podcast or MMA-Love.com. There is an email address on the top right, a button to click. We'll, we're looking forward to interact with you more. Very dramatic stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish with this one. He looks a little shaken there. This is some dramatic stuff here on Battle Bank. Yeah. Dramatic stuff. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye, Luke.
You too. Later, pal.